Are you looking for practical ministry help to inform and inspire your leadership? Do you have a sinking feeling that your ministry training didn't prepare you for the real world? Hey, you're not alone. Join thousands of other leaders in pursuit of stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast, presented by CDF Capital, helping churches grow. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary. Well, happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome to the Unseminary Podcast. Hope you are doing well today. We've got a solo episode coming in hot. I wish I could sit at your leadership table and help your church wrestle with how do we grow, how do we increase the invite culture of our church, reach more people, be more effective. I wish we could sit down and talk about uh, how do we raise more financial resources. That's one of the things I help churches with. Uh, But today what I want to talk about is a particular tactic, is one particular tactic. It's really just one thing that if I was sitting across your table today and you're a multi-site church or you're a prevailing church, a church that's growing and you're looking at expanding, you're looking at potentially launching new campuses, or maybe you're thinking about adding a new location, or uh, maybe down the road you're wondering about multi-site. Maybe you have a campus or two or three and are thinking about adding, or maybe you're just one location today and you're thinking about going multi-site. These are the kinds of questions you're wrestling with. I want you to lean in today because we've got a very particular tactic that I want to talk you through. There's a particular thing I I want to bring you up to speed on. I want to help you with, and it's pretty straightforward. It, it really comes out of this question of, you know, is there a way for us to lead other churches through an experience where they may potentially merge with us? You know, the idea of church mergers is not a new one. Uh, my good friends, Warren Bird and Jim Tomberlin wrote a book a number of years ago, 10 plus years ago now, called Better Together. That was all about helping churches understand what does kind of modern, healthy mergers look like. I've been in the driver's seat of these directly uh, in the churches that I've led, so I've worked directly with our church as we've um, actually done these mergers. But then I've also uh, been in the coaching place where we kind of coach churches through this. And this question comes up, you know, we, we, one of the things that we've seen post COVID is the percentage of campuses that are new campuses, new locations that are happening in multi-site churches, uh, the percentage of those that are uh, a rebirth or taking over another church is going up. So years ago, it was 15%. Uh, the most recent study was that it's 40% of all new locations. So if you are multi-site, thinking of multi-site, a prevailing church of a thousand plus and wondering about this in the f- future, tackling, thinking about this kind of merger thing is going to be in your future. It's going to be the kind of thing that you're thinking about. And so today what I want to do is you might be thinking, man, how do we kick off this conversation? How do we get this thing rolling? How could we even start this sort of discussion? And I want to give you a tactic. I'm going to break down a tactic. Uh, stick in here. This will not be a long podcast, but stick in here. I'm going to give you a framework. I'm going to give you some actionable next steps, and I'm going to give you kind of an overview of a tactic that you can employ to begin these conversations. You know, there's a podcast that I want to point you to on the Unseminary Podcast. It's an interview that I did back in 2013. This is a long time ago, uh, you know, 10 years ago with Christy Rudder on making church mergers work. And for folks that don't know, Christy was 
the um, really the the leader in all this whole area of new campus development of a church called the Chapel in the Chicagoland area, and uh, she's it was an incredible leader, and unfortunately has has passed from us. She died of cancer a number of years ago, uh, but before she passed away, I was able to uh, not only have her on our podcast, but I did some coaching with her, and we actually had her come and spend some time with us. She was working directly with us as we were trying to inculcate some of these conversations. And, you know, there was a lot of things I learned from her and and interacted with her. She uh, has done a number of these directly. And again, I'll point you to that past podcast interview. I'd strongly recommend that you, um, you know, that you listen to that one. I think you'll find it super, super helpful. But there's a number of things. First of all, you know, I talked about the, she talked about the fact that, you know, if you want to develop these kinds of relationships, it is about a relationship. It's about building a relationship with key leaders. And so if you want to, if you want to connect with church leaders in churches that potentially might be interested in a merger or a rebirth is the language I prefer, you got to drop in on them. And she had some great insights around Um, when these church leaders are in their offices, you know, middle of the week, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, middle of the day, um, you know, these people typically are found in their offices. And so I remember we actually literally walked the beat in a couple different communities where we would go and, and literally knock on the door and introduce ourselves. Hey, we're from XYZ Church and we're here. We'd love to talk with you about, uh, you know, potentially working together. Again, I'm going to get to that tactic here in a minute. You know, but really the thing I loved about her coaching, uh, and we've tried to live this out in the churches I've coached over the years, is we're really looking to help. The The reason why we would engage with other churches isn't because we're trying to get their buildings. It's not about saying, hey, I'm trying to acquire your square footage. It's about saying, I want to partner with you. I want to help with you. The kingdom of Christ is bigger than our church and the church that we're talking to. One of the things that Warren Bird and um, Jim Tomlin talk about in their in their book, um, important book on church mergers uh, called uh, Better Together, is they talk about understanding which church is the lead church and which is the joining church. And today I'm really talking about this issue from the lead church point of view. But the thing that we need to understand from the lead church point of view is that our job is to be out helping, is to find ways to help, to engage with these other churches, to, to offer assistance to them. And that really is the opening volley, the conversation we're having with them is, hey, is there a way that we could work together. Maybe you're thinking about launching in a new community and you don't open the conversation with, hey, uh, we're thinking about launching here. Do you want to give us your building? You talk about the fact that our church is one church in many locations and we're contemplating opening uh, a location in this town. In fact, we already have a number of people coming from this community. We're wondering, is there a way that we could work together? Is there something we could do to help together? The other thing, the third thing that I learned from her is lots I learned from her, but the three things that bubble to the top of mind on top of this drop-in, you know, middle of the week, uh, midday, or this idea of looking to help. The, the third part is really to, to ask questions, to be eternally um, intrigued and interested. The goal of these conversations is just simply to get to the, the next conversation. Uh, this advice has rung true so many times in these mergers conversations for me. It's not about closing the deal. It's about staying engaged in the conversation. It's about being intrigued. It's about, it's about being interested in what's happening. It's about leaning in and asking the questions. Hey, what is happening at your church? How can we work together? How can we stay engaged? And what I've seen over time in the, in the conversations that I've been a part of as a lead church, I get convinced, we get convinced as a leadership team 
that something's going to happen, that there's something, you know, is going to happen in this church and that the joining church, that church that ended up joining with us, they got to the point where they said, hey, you know what? I Because of the mission that we believe God's called us to, we want to join this other church. But it's even deeper than that. I realized as a lead church that I got my, my heart got to the place where I was willing to do whatever it took to help this leadership team. I, I was so um, burdened by wanting to help the leaders of this church that ultimately joined us that I was willing to do whatever it took, even if it meant not joining with us. It's about trying to help these people. And then the same is true on their side. There was a similar kind of meeting of their heart where it got to the place where uh, the joining church eventually got to the place where they were saying, hey, uh, I know something you know is going to happen here. And, and in fact, uh, for, for us to go forward, there needs to be a death before there can be a, a resurrection. There needs to be some sort of... Um, yeah, death before a resurrection, before something great, before a rebirth could happen. But the question that you and I are still left with in a lead church today is how do we even start these conversations? How, how can we begin these conversations? And there's really two primary ways that we've coached churches. The first is to begin, if you're, if you're in going into a community and you're actively thinking, okay, we're going to launch in this town, we're going to launch in XYZ County. What you do is you start the dialogue there and you you reach out to churches and you say, hey, we are launching um, in this community. Let me you know give you a little bit of story about who we are. And we're actually looking for churches to rent. We're, we're wondering if you have space available. Maybe it's even office space. And you begin the conversation there because you might find that there is an opportunity for us to rent from other people. But, but what if, so that's one primary. The second primary way that I've coached many churches on is what I call the letter method, the letter method. And what you do with the letter method is you first do some research and find somewhere between 50 to a hundred churches in your target community. And you find out the name of the lead pastor, you find out um, the name of the church, and then you send a physical letter. And by letter, I don't mean email, I mean actual letter. And you send this letter hand-signed from the lead pastor of your church and then whoever's working on this project, maybe an executive pastor or a you know, pastor of campus development, that sort of thing. And there's really three things that this letter does. The first says, hey, we are, you introduce the church, you tell a little bit about yourself. The second is you explain the mission of your church. You explain the fact that your church is here to help transform this community or seeing um, you know, people make take steps towards Jesus, whatever it is about the mission of your church. And then the third part is you simply say, hey, you are looking for church to partner with and and you're wondering if there's any way that you could help your church help the church that you're mailing and then you end the letter by simply saying hey uh, we're going to be here uh, we're here to help and I'm going to reach out to you in the coming days I would love to know the answer to that question is there any way that we could help you and friends by sending a physical letter to 50 to 100 churches in your community this is a great way to open conversation time and again I've heard of lead churches that have employed this tactic and it's what it's done is it started dialogue that's ultimately led to conversations that's got to the place where they're able to help other churches and ultimately there's this meeting of the minds. It's not automatic. It's about having the conversations. It's about looking for ways to um, again lean in and uh, provide assistance and care to be a part of the body of Christ. So if you're a lead church today and you're wondering, hey, what could we do to inculcate the kind of conversations that would end up in us, us either merging or being a part of a rebirth 
Employ the letter method. I would love to hear more. Uh, let me know what you're thinking. If you check out the link below uh, our, our show notes, you'll see an example of uh, a real sample letter. I've just put together a quick sample. You could take that, copy and paste it, obviously modify it and send it out to those 50 churches. Let me know, friends, if you've got any questions. We're here, here at Unseminary. We're on a mission to help 100 churches grow by 1,000 people. And I want to be in your corner to help, whether that's building your invite culture or even helping on the revenue side. I want to help you do that. Uh, and one of the ways that, that we could help you through that is by actually leveraging this letter technique, this letter method uh, to get in front of other churches. Thanks so much, friends. Let me know if I can help in any way. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Unseminary Podcast. Drop by unseminary.com for more helpful resources for you and your team. There you will find articles, online courses, and so much more. Unseminary, stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Presented by CDF Capital. Visit them at cdf.capital forward slash unseminary.